Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the essential astrology lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth. Hey guys, Veronica Peretti here. Um, astrologer, yoga teacher, and essential oils enthusiast, as well as Real Housewives historian and fan. Um, so this week, I am actually recording this podcast as a podcast. Usually, I record this, um, I strip the audio from the Facebook and Instagram Live, or rather the Facebook Live, really, um, that I do on Monday nights. And this week, Mercury retrograde is in its pre-shadow. And that means that of course, I'm having technical difficulties. And after trying to download um, the video and get the recording or the audio for you guys, it has um, been challenging. So I am just sharing that with you so that you can take note of any communication mishaps or technological glitches that might be coming up for you. Uh, give yourself extra time, take extra um, caution to cross your T's and dot your I's, Be where, do the details. So for me, for example, I know that if I save that Instagram live, then I have a backup and I didn't do that this week. And with I know better, I'm an astrologer, Mercury retrograde in the pre-shadow basically means that um, Mercury has entered the degrees in the zodiac that it will eventually come back to on its retrograde path. So we call this the pre-shadow before Mercury actually stations to go retrograde, which will be on July 7th. But this way you get two broadcasts from me this week. So if you like, you can stay here with me. And then if you want even more, you can get the same information. But obviously I always share different things because it's, you know, not scripted here. So if you want to watch the other one, you can always go to to Facebook, to my page, and check it out there. So on to this week's uh, happenings. So this week is really interesting because it is like the gear up week for the eclipses. So the eclipse is coming on July 2nd, and the eclipse occurs when the moon, the sun, and the earth all line up together and the nodes are involved. That's when the eclipse happens because it is crossing the lunar nodes. So the moon has two nodes. They're called lunar nodes. Um, in astrology, it's the north node and the south node. This particular eclipse is going to be on um, Tuesday, July 2nd, and it's going to be a solar eclipse. Um, so this new, it's going to be a new moon. So when it's a new moon, it's a solar eclipse. When it's a full moon, near the nodes, then it is a lunar eclipse. So this solar eclipse new moon is going to be in Cancer on Tuesday. Um, this is the big event that we kind of have been gearing up for the past month or so, and this week is definitely a gearing up of sorts. Now, what's really interesting is that we're working with these nodes for, you know, about a year and a half. And that's how long the, the nodes stay in each uh, 
pair of signs because there's a north node and a south node and they are opposite polarities and they move like a seesaw they move um together so when one side moves the other side moves so that basically means that our south node right now is in capricorn and our north node right now is in cancer in the sky now you have nodes in your chart as well that may be those nodes or may not um most likely not but for some of us this is a nodal return and that does happen every uh nine years or so so what's really interesting is nine years ago it was july 2010 when we last had a similar eclipse because we were working with the nodes in capricorn and cancer and what's really and this is for all my friends out there that love reality tv as much as i do this is really interesting because on monday night we had the premiere of the hills reboot and so for if you're a reality TV fan like me, you know that The Hills was sort of like um, a big deal in reality TV. It was kind of like the, the, the first of those shows that was a little bit more highly produced, maybe a little bit scripted. It wasn't so um, just pop up a camera and have a bunch of people living in a house like real world style, which, of course, I love the real world as well. So... Um, you know, The Hills ended July 2000, July 13th, 2010, nine years ago, and that was the last time we had the nodes in, the, in these similar spots. So now we have a nodal return and The, the Hills is back. And I just actually saw on um, one of my favorite podcasters is Danny Pellegrino, and if you love love reality TV as much as I do, then you should definitely listen to his podcast, Everything Iconic. And on that podcast, um, anyway, on his Instagram, he had posted that the Motorola Razor is coming back. So I have to see when they stop making those, but I would uh, guess that it was probably 2010 as well. So everything that is 2010 is new again um, in 2019. So into the astrology we go. We've got a T-square in the heavens right now. So T-squares are kind of challenging. With T-squares, you know, it's an uncomfortable ants-in-your-pants kind of feeling. And we've got a T-square involving Venus. She rules our feelings of love, the, the affairs of the heart, what we value, what's important to us. Um, she also rules how we are in relationships, not just in your love relationships or your romantic relationships, but also in your friendships. Um, you've got Neptune involved here and Neptune is in Pisces. Neptune is at home in Pisces, ruling the subconscious, the dreamlike state, things that are intangible, things that we can't really touch. And then Jupiter in its home of Sagittarius, ruling our sense of adventure, our sense of going big, our sense of um, immersing ourselves in the philosophical aspects of the world. You know, Jupiter and Sagittarius can get a bad rap for being like really indulgent and just like a good time. But really, Jupiter and Sagittarius represents the teacher as well. So there is academia and the law is represented by, by Jupiter and Sagittarius. So we've got those three, those three planets in those three mutable signs, and that's creating a T-square in the sky. 
And whenever you have a T-square, you have a release point. So when you've got that ants in your pants feeling, you look at the release point of that T-square to indicate what kind of actions you can take to alleviate that sensation. And the release point is in the sign of Virgo, which is some place that we have no planets right now. But if you have a lot of Virgo in your chart, this T-square is activating those Virgo planets. Um, so all of us, if we are feeling frustrated or again, a little bit um, restless, then we can look to Virgoan things to release that energy. So what are Virgoan things, you might ask? Virgoan things are like, you know, taking care of your body, getting some exercise in, um, drinking enough water, uh, cooking healthy meals. Those are all surface level Virgo things, but the deeper aspects of Virgo are about being of service. So ask yourself, how can I be of service? Who can I serve? What can I do to serve humanity, to serve my community on a greater level? Those are things that you can consider this week. And putting your energy toward those things is really going to help you funnel some of that restless energy that you might not know what to do with. Um, so that is the T-square, and that's with us all week. Last week, you may have been feeling a push and a pull between feeling very empowered and feeling disempowered. So one of my longtime yoga students um, was telling me that she felt very empowered by her life choices. She got some news that her health was in tip-top shape, and she had chosen to be a vegan, and she felt incredibly empowered that her life choices were the right choices for her and that she was getting that validation from her doctor. So you might have had great victories last week and you may have had great defeats. You may have had feelings of helplessness, like you have no power and what can you do? And I know that for so many of us, um, watching the news these days is really dark and it can feel disempowering. It can feel like we are powerless with all that is going on in our own country. And we know that those things don't represent our values and who we are, and we want to do something about it. But sometimes it feels like there's not anything we can do. That's when you can activate that Virgo part of yourself, because we all have all the signs in our chart. Even if you don't have planets in those signs, you know, we the, the whole zodiac is within each and every one of us. So um, you know, activate that Virgo part of yourself, that humanitarian within, and um, donate to the causes that are important to you. Um, taking action by putting your money where your heart is, 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 is an action to take. So you can do that. And if you can't do that, you know, share it on social media, um, tell someone else to, to give money to those causes, tell them why. Um, you can, uh, go out there and, you know, choose to volunteer for the candidate of your choice running in the um, running for uh, the Democratic primary. So not to get super political about all of it, but I just wanted to share that there's a lot of action that you can take. So when you are feeling helpless or disempowered, like you may have felt last week or may even still be feeling this week because of the current events of the world, um, there are actions you can take and small actions every day or what creates massive change. Um, and we all know that, but I think we forget that, right? So just here to remind you. Um, 
we've had a lot of haziness in the air because Neptune's been super involved as well. So that has been creating some general, like, not really sure what to believe or if I, be- or I believed something so wholeheartedly and now I'm seeing there were holes in that or feeling like you might be um, taking advantage of, of in some way, shape or form. You know, that's part of that square between Neptune and Jupiter that's been going on. It's It's been going on for a while and it's going to continue on for a few months. And right now, Venus is involved in that, creating that T-square. And so she's really there to remind you, like, what do you value? What's important for you? Speak up for that. She's in Gemini. Gemini is the sign of communication. So speak up for yourself. Um, don't allow yourself to sit in that place of being disempowered. Um, empower yourself in a respectful way so that you can actually get something done with the, with the, with the powers that be, because we do have that Saturn and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn, which I've been talking about all year. And I will continue to talk about all year until they meet up for their perfect conjunction in January of 2020. And, you know, Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, it is shifting our foundation a lot of people are moving right now. I, I myself am excited that I will be moving um, toward the end of July. Um, not too far for those of you that are my fellow New Yorkers. I'm staying actually in the same exact building, just moving to a bigger apartment. And um, I can't tell you how many people I know are moving right now. And it's so crazy. And it so makes sense because um, Capricorn rules our, our structures that support us. Whether that be the government structure, whether that be a company that we work for, whether that be the actual architecture that supports us in our home, um, the actual floor, the roof, the walls. Um, And the North Node is in Cancer. Cancer is the sign of home. So now you may have heard me talk about the nodes before because I'm absolutely obsessed with them. Um, And eclipses are all about the nodes. So I'm absolutely obsessed with eclipses, of course. And the South Node is always what we've done. It's our dharma. It's our karma, rather. It's what we brought into this life, if you want to give yogic terminology to it. So when you look at someone's chart, you look at their South Node, it gives you an indication of perhaps what they've mastered in the past life, what comes easily to them, their default setting. It's like your factory setting when you get your cell phone, right? You get your iPhone, it has a factory setting. That is your south node, your default. Your north node is where you are meant to grow in this life. It's your dharma. It's your purpose. It's why you're here. It's not usually easy for you. It usually is a little bit challenging for you to lean into your north node. Sometimes it's not, but it's it's not the thing that we automatically default to. It's the thing we have to like put a little thought into working on. So right now, the collective astrology, what's going on in the sky right now, it might not be our exact nodes in our chart, but it is indicating to us that we are meant to nurture something that is ours, to tend to our own plot, our own um, our own home, our own family, our own community, because cancer is the family. Cancer is the home. Cancer is your immediate family, your immediate surroundings. Um, 
America is actually, if you look at the chart of the USA, we are a cancer country. So it is not surprising to me that this particular nodal axis is bringing up so much for us. And I did look back at what was going on in July 2010. And it's interesting, the news items for the month of July 2010 were immigration. Um, there was some corruption going on in the House of Representatives. There was a particular uh, person, Charlie Rangel, that they were investigating. Um, it's a lot of the same issues that are coming up now. Now, you might say those issues are always on the table, but they are really at like a, a peak at this moment. So it's, it's, it's really interesting to see um, these themes that come up because of the nodes and how we're working through them as a, as a collective, as a society, and also as individuals. So leading me back to say that a lot of people are moving right now. A lot of people are um, deciding what's important to them in terms of where they live and how they live. Um, and there's a lot of releasing going on for people to either make the home that they live in uh, they're more livable in some way, shape or form to, to support them better. I mean, this whole year has been about Marie Kondo and KonMari and myself. I'm a huge KonMari uh practitioner and proponent of the practice. And I um, went through that journey. I started that journey um, just over a year ago. And it really took a year for me to complete it. And now I'm moving. So when we release, we make space to manifest something, to bring something new into our lives. And it's something I teach often in yoga. And it's something that the nodes are always teaching us. It's something that the breath is always teaching us. When we exhale, we make space for the new fresh inhale. So when we make space and we, um, we are willing to make some changes to the structures that have supported us, the habits, the um, ways of living, that's all very Capricorn. Uh, when we're willing to make those those changes, then we can nurture something new, which is cancer, our home, our family, our community, um, where we want to spend our time, what we want to spend our time doing. Um, so what do you want to nurture? What feels nourishing to you? Because here's the deal. We're heading toward this eclipse. But on this way, to, on the way to this eclipse, we've got the sun squaring Chiron. Now, Chiron is the planet, the wounded healer. You know, Chiron uses his wound to heal others. And when the sun squares Chiron, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable. And on, I believe it was, yeah, Tuesday, we actually had the moon in Aries with Chiron and Aries squaring the sun in, Capric in Cancer. And so that says to me that you're not only being encouraged to tend to your own plot that is for your family or for your coworkers or for whatever that community is that you're serving, but you're also being asked by the universe to tend to the thing that is going to nurture you back, to tend to the thing that feels important to you. And so I asked this in the blog this week, and I asked this on my email newsletter that went out yesterday, what's important to you? Because Aries is not interested in what's important to the collective. You know, the, the moon in Aries, which is where it is, while I'm doing this broadcast and where it was yesterday when I did the original broadcast, um, you know, the moon in Aries is like, 
me, 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 me. And I know because I'm an Aries. Uh, so not in a bad way. Aries is incredibly ambitious. Aries is also has a huge heart. Most Aries that I know have a huge heart and are really generous people, but they can put the blinders on and go full force toward whatever they're working on, you know? So with the sun squaring Aries, the sign of the individual, the sign of our ego, not in a good or a bad way, ego just is, it's something we all have, then that's indicating that we have to do something for ourselves. So what's important to you? What aligns with your values? Where do you want to be spending your energy right now? With Neptune in this T-square, everything can feel hazy. I know earlier this week and over the weekend with the moon in Pisces, I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to focus on. I felt so scattered. The astrology this week is saying, focus in on one thing that's important to you. Don't let yourself get distracted. Stay on the course. Pay attention to the signs the universe is sending you. Release that old stuff that's not serving you. You don't have space. You don't have time for it. You don't have mental bandwidth for it. Let's get to the work we need to do this July. Um, Okay. So I also wanted to note that tonight, it's Wednesday when I'm recording this, um, tonight Mercury is going to go into Leo at 8.20 p.m. This is going to be really interesting for the Democratic debate we're having tonight because the debate starts at 9 p.m. And we're going to have Mercury going into Leo and Mercury has been in Cancer. So the so our mind, our ability to communicate has been ruled by the moon. The moon changes signs every two and a half days. The moon is very emotional. It's, you know, goes from one sign to the next. It shifts its state very quickly and easily, um, more than any of the planets or the sun. So our communication has also been shifting from, you know, every two and a half days, we have a different perspective on things. That's another reason it can be really hard to focus. Your perspective kept changing when the moon was in cancer. It was, you know, it, when the Mercury was in Cancer, rather, it was being ruled by the moon. So it was like, oh my gosh, you know, today I want to charge at it. It's in Aries. Yesterday I wanted to go to sleep. It was in Pisces. The day before it was in Aquarius. And I wanted to work on my website. And the day before that, you know, it was in Capricorn and I wanted to do my financial spreadsheet. And you just, you just can't stick to one thing. So now the Mercury, our mind, our communication is going to be in Leo and it's going to be like, so much clearer. We're going to get that fire back um, and we're going to feel fired up and hopefully a little bit more focused. Now, mind you, it's not going to last for so long because come July 7th, Mercury is going to start its backspin and eventually make its way back into Cancer and then eventually back into Leo again. So for now, pay attention tonight, see how the um, energy is of the debate. If people are really up there roaring, remember, Leo is the lion. So if they're up there roaring and uh, super courageous and really um, looking for blood, you know, that Leo, Leo is, is I am. Leo is that, um, you know, I think of Leo as the will and the determination, similar to Aries, but even more so, it's like, look at me, I'm up here to shine, I'm on this stage, and I'm going to own it. So when we have 20 people wanting to own that stage, it's going to be a very interesting 
uh, debate. Very interesting conversation. So that's going to be tonight. And then Thursday, we've got um, the moon going into Taurus early in the morning, 9.32 a.m. So I think that the debate tomorrow night is going to have a very different vibe to it. Um, and then, because the moon is in Aries, and we've got the that Mercury going to Leo. So tonight's going to be fiery. It'll be really interesting who um, seemingly comes out on top. Uh, Thursday, we're going to also have the moon conjuncting Uranus at 8.34 p.m. right before the debate. So it's really interesting. These these aspects in the astrology are happening right before the debate goes up um, tonight and tomorrow. Moon conjuncting Uranus can give us a surge of energy because Uranus is the planet of electricity. It's also the planet ruling the central nervous system along with Mercury. So you might get a surge of energy tomorrow, even though, you know, the moon is in Taurus. And usually that can feel kind of like, you know, luxurious and nice and slow moving because Taurus likes to move slow. Uranus is in Taurus for about eight years. And so we've got some electricity happening in Taurus. So every month when the moon hits Taurus, you're going to feel that surge of energy for, for at least a, a, a few hours. Um, Friday's going to be nice and chill, not too much happening astrologically. You know, I do want to recommend that if you've got a lot of stuff on your to-do list, try to get a lot of it done this week, especially Friday. There's not a lot of interference. Um, because next week when we start to move into the eclipse and then the July 4th holiday and things are going to start to get messy and then very quickly we're going to be into Mercury retrograde and then it's just things are going to probably feel not only slow moving, they might feel slow moving, they might feel fast moving, but they might not be clear because Mercury retrograde just makes things a little unclear. Um, so uh, that's that. Saturday, we um, also this week, we don't have a lot of moon void, of course. So void, of course, moons basically mean that the moon is on, uh, is out of conversation with other planets. So just sort of doing its own thing and not necessarily conversing, um, making aspects with other planets. So when the moon goes void, of course, we generally say it's not a great time to initiate new stuff. Um you know, with the moon void, of course, it's it's sometimes those 24 hours and sometimes it's a, it's a few minutes. We don't have a lot of them this week. And the ones that we do have are very short. So it's a great week to get some stuff done. Um, Saturday, we do have a, a void moon from 2.38 p.m. to 5.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm in New York, so I use East Coast times. And then Saturday, 5.09 p.m., the moon goes into Gemini. So Saturday should be a really fun night. Do something fun. Have date night. Go out with some friends. Gemini loves to talk. It loves to be chatty and social. So enjoy that energy. And then Sunday, the moon is going to oppose Jupiter. You know, oppositions are usually on the challenging side, not as challenging as squares. But I find the moon opposing Jupiter to be like a little bit of a light up for your creativity, a little bit of, um, it can light up your, your sense of bravery and your adventure, your adventuring part of yourself, the part of yourself that wants to, um, take a risk. So that could be a fun Sunday. And then Monday, Mars goes into Leo. And this is really interesting. Mars goes into Leo. Mars has been in Cancer, just like Mercury. Mars has been in Cancer. And Mars has been even more unhappy in Cancer than Mercury was because, Mar I mean, neither of them particularly 
do great there. But Mars in Cancer um, is squaring its home sign of Aries, and it's just really not happy there. Um, it's answering to the moon. Mars is the warrior. Mars uh, likes to go forward. Mars is not on the emotional side unless it comes to being angry or frustrated. Those are the emotions he likes to express. So there's been a restlessness with Mars and Cancer, and you might be feeling that. And you also might be feeling like, I just want to go to sleep. I'm not ambitious. I'm not interested in in pushing right now. And that's kind of been the, the energy of Mars and Cancer, um, especially if you're a Marsy person and you have a lot of Mars in your chart or you're an Aries or a Scorpio. Um, so Mars will be moving into Leo on Monday, which is a place that he's much happier because it's a fellow fire sign. And the moon will be moving into Cancer, preparing for the solar eclipse on Tuesday. So I will be back on Monday to tell you more about the solar eclipse. And if you didn't know, I have a Patreon membership that you can join. So for $25 a month, you can get um, two extra broadcasts per month, one for the new moon and one for the full moon. And this month, the extra broadcast will be for the new moon, which is the solar eclipse. So of course, we'll talk a little about the eclipse on Monday, but I will go through all the days of the week and what's happening. If you want to like deep dive into the eclipse, um, then come on over to patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti. Um, I would love for you to support me, support the, the Essential Astrocast, and I would love to have you gain access to those two additional broadcasts each month. That's all I've got for you this week. I hope that this is useful to you. Please feel free to reach out. Let me know if you have questions. If you'd like to book a reading, you can go to veronicapretty.com slash astrology and book a reading there. I do have openings in July. Uh, when the eclipses come, it can be a really good time to get a reading done because you're really in the astrology. Your chart is being activated by what's going on in the sky with the eclipses and the nodes. And it's a really good time to 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 move toward whatever your life purpose is, to to spend a little time reflecting on how you want to make your mark, how you want to impact the planet and your community and what you want to do here in your time on earth. So I would um, love to assist you in that. Again, you can go to my website, veronicaparetti.com slash astrology to book a reading. And I will talk to you next week.